Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. This episode is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Tired? Hmm? Craving an energy drink, but you don't want to feel shitty and jittery afterwards? Well, try Dubby. Dubby Energy has this Nero Factor. It's a patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. Yeah, this ingredient is what gives Dubby its laser-focused and fast reflex effects, making it perfect for gamers. So, whether it's just had a long night, you know, just need some energy to go to work, Maybe a pre-workout or you want to get some gaming done. Dubby is for you. I highly recommend this. And they got some amazing flavors as well. Uh, very creative too, such as Dragonade, right? Dragonberry and Lemonade. Um, Galaxy Grenade. Beach and Peach. Yes, delicious. It's basically Kool-Aid that gets you pumped. So what the hell are you waiting for? Check them out at Dubby.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Yeah, and guess what? And for 10% off, at checkout, enter this coupon code, right? I got you. It's Screaming Chewy SH, all right? All together, caps. Screaming Chewy SH. And yeah, you got 10% off. Dobby, check them out. Everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. And I got two special guests right here, right? Two beautiful ladies. We got Wendy, homegirl over Hi. here. She's no stranger to the show. Busy B. And um, got another homegirl, Tiff. Tiffany, what's happening, Tiff? Hey, what's going on? And uh, pretty good, pretty good. And both of you guys are hosts of Rogan Wicked Podcast. Very dark, very entertaining. Very well done. Uh, I'm a huge fan. And um, yeah, let, let's get into it. Tell me about it. So we do a true crime podcast and our true crime podcast is based on obviously true crime, but we do mix a little bit of the paranormal in there from time to time. It started off as us wanting to do a paranormal podcast and then uh, with true crime mixed in. So like every third episode, but then we've kind of like ran with the idea of just being a true crime podcast because we like the flow of it better. And it, it's been a passion of mine since I was young. My brother, he's a homicide detective. My, my stepdad was a cop. So to me, this is, it's a natural thing to kind of fall into. I kind of live vicariously through my my uh, brother, because I always wanted to be like a forensic detective or like a investigator, or forensic scientist or something. You know, I see that in you. Um, you guys do a lot of research when it comes to every episode, like you guys dive deep. And I like how you also mention where you get your information from. Like you guys got receipts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We get a lot of stuff from books, uh, news articles. Sometimes you can even get transcripts from court documents. A lot of them are public. So with each, with each case, they're very different and sometimes hard to find information. But with other ones, like I can go for days down rabbit holes and then have to cut a lot of stuff out. But we find a lot of stuff that's not in other podcasts, stuff that they skip over that we think might be important or interesting. Yeah. And it puts a whole different perspective into the in the case as well, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's like you thought you knew everything about it. Here's a monkey wrench. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what we that's what we do. Every every episode, we try to do something cool like that. Throw something in there that somebody isn't privy to. Nice. And it, it really does help, too, that her and I like to discuss all kinds of things. You know, one of the main parts of our friendship has always been, especially because it was mostly long distance, was studying and then getting back to each other about shit. 
you know, and, and crime was more Tiffany's forte than mine. And um, as a writer, I never wrote scripts before. That was the one thing I did poetry, autobiography, a few fictions, you know, lots as you guys both know, political rants, I go crazy on those things. <laughs> and, yeah. a and, and like a lot of um, legal stuff, like, you know, for lawyers and stuff. But writing scripts was actually Tiffany's idea because originally um, I like to study and then memorize things and then just discuss them with her, which is very organic. And so like the first few episodes, Tiffany, she did her research and she wrote scripts and things like that. And I didn't, I just kind of uh, winged it. And she noticed, you know, cause she knows we talk a lot and stuff like that. And so she suggested that we write a script and I was nervous because I can't act for shit. And so <laughs> I was afraid that writing and, and I never wrote scripts either. So I was challenged by both. And but she she's such a good motivator too. you know, she gave me tips about while I was um, reading out loud at first. I started off like this, you know, like kind of nervous and shit like that. And Tiff just kept pumping that confidence into me. She's like, yeah, like speaking to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> You like that old guy from Rocky? Come on! Yeah. <laughs> no, what I had to do was turn my the volume off so I couldn't hear myself, and I could hear just her, so it was more organic, and I wasn't, you know, eventually I would just read what I had there, surmise, and then just do it. So I wasn't exactly reading script from the script directly. I, like, read a paragraph, and then I discuss it. And it definitely flows a lot better. And I'm so glad that she convinced me to do it that way because it was a game changer. I feel like when we got to like the fifth or sixth episode, she got better at editing and the sound quality got better. And then I got better at writing and reading scripts aloud. So we started feeling our, our jive like around that, I think around the fifth or sixth episode, right? Yeah, and you know why? It's because I started getting high while I was editing, and then I'd start messing around and accidentally do things by accident. Like, I'd be like, oh, shit, and, I'd, <laughs> and something would break apart, and I'm like, oh, I could have been doing that the whole time. <laughs> it would have made my job so much easier, and it was like all these little things that I was learning by mistake on Cakewalk, and then I was like, oh, man, this is it's not bad, so I used that program, which is the new version of Sonar, and um it's great for editing our scripts and it, and it does everything and it's free. <laughs> so you guys smoke weed while you're doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Half I the mean, time. Yeah. Half the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on it right now, man. I got this pen, <laughs> but you know, I, you know, editing one time I was like drunk as fuck and I was editing and it was like a two hour episode and like, Damn, I don't know what the fuck I did, but I fucked it up bad. Like, I was trying to fuck with the noise to, like, do some background, like, noise canceling. And it just fucked up everything, and I had to start over. I was so bad. Oh, man. <laughs> you've learned. done that, haven't you? Well, I actually had a file that I was halfway through, forgot to save it, and then my computer idled. And then when I turned it back on, the program froze, and oh. then it just dropped it. And the whole thing was gone, and I had to start all over. <laughs> I was so pissed yeah, I, off. I, I was just like, that's it for today. I'm done. <laughs> you know, it's real. what's really funny is that when we started doing the tripod thing, um, we would record like three hours worth because we're just some fucking chatty patties, man. And yeah. I <laughs> and I would get to it and I'm like, how the fuck am I going to turn three hours into an hour? you know so we did and tiffany partook in half of these as well um we did one about suicidal ideation one about narcissists chewy you would have loved every one of these yeah, they were you would have, <laughs> but then it would have been four hours instead of fucking three. Yeah. <laughs> so um like i i've learned to respect you podcasters so much and um because there's a lot more work that goes into it than i thought tiffany buster ass on these things and i know now that the only way to salvage some of the three-hour ones that we did very unfortunately because there's beautiful stuff in there is to take like three to 15 minute increments of really good points and stuff like that and you know maybe upload them to tiktok or youtube shorts you know, because the idea of trying to make it into an hour is not just daunting, but it's proving to be kind of impossible. 
it's a lot of work and yeah you know what i do with the extra footage sometimes like if i have like extra i just throw it in this file that's like random shit and then like let's say you want to do like a hundred episode anniversary you just get clips from those episodes and just throw them together like highlights you know yeah recycle. yeah <laughs> yeah that's a great so idea green, yeah <laughs> that's a really good idea i think we can do that actually yeah yeah you can yeah it's yeah it's we, we were thinking about especially oh sorry I, I said it's a great idea because especially beings that nobody's seen them you know except for a couple yeah. little short clips you know um what would be fun too was to do some bloopers i think because there are oh, times geez. where you, you know, like Tiffany and I are so um, politically incorrect at times because we're friends and we forget yeah. we're recording just for that organic chemistry that we have, you know, because we know we can cut it out later. We just do the friendship thing and yep. we're like, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't have fucking joked about that. Do we keep it? <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't even do a bloopers reel because some of them are real dark. <laughs> like, oh, man, we really said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah some of them are real dark some of the jokes so i'm like oh crap i gotta cut that out so it sounds insensitive but because we're both neurodivergent like traumatized people we have a tendency to like get into that dark humor you know what yeah. i mean i think that oh. makes the best humor you know when, it, it, when you <laughs> look like that and, and joke with each other like that and not get mad and just laugh it off that's, yeah. that's the trick. That's the trick. I've done that with both of you guys quite a bit, especially the last few years. Yep. Um, it, it's one of those situations, too, and I wrote about this online where we're like, man, this meme is too fucked up to post online. I'm going to send it to Tiffany and Chewy. <laughs> they'll, they'll appreciate it. <laughs> yep. I've had some memes. I'm like, man, this is really fucked up. I have only very few people I can send this to. And Wendy's definitely one of them. <laughs> Yeah, well, she now you got another too. one here. So. Yeah, she is too. All right, Ben. You're going to be gay. Our, our, our tribe leader thread's pretty damn dark. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I love it. I love that he's in there with us. He's kind of yeah. become one of us after the past few years. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, one of the things that Tiffany and I truly don't do is laugh at the victims because we are so empathetic towards them. Yes. Um, you know, we'll laugh at the killers. We'll like surmise like hypotheticals out loud that include her and I in those scenarios, which we usually cut out. <laughs> you guys are yeah. so like, um, you know, you both you guys are very empathetic, but you guys are different in your own way. Like both of you are, you know, don't be fooled, people. These ladies are gangster as fuck. All right. <laughs> like, and I love how you know you're talking about the killer. This guy's like a rapist or a piece of shit, and you're like, "Fuck that guy!" Yeah, both, yeah. like feed off each other. You're like, "Yeah, fuck that piece of shit." <laughs> yeah, we talk a lot of shit. We talked about, I think it was Gary Ridgeway's ED for an entire episode. Oh God, we talked about. Oh, oh, it was the, an episode that didn't come out yet about it. I'm not going to give it away for spoilers purposes but there was another killer that was uh that had a stupid construction company nickname <laughs> and so i made fun of her nickname i called her her construction company name for the whole episode because her it was just the most ridiculous construction company name i'd ever heard in my life <laughs> you know these these killers so many of them have things in common that tiffany and i absolutely hate and and to be what they are entirely, they have to be bullies, you know, yeah, and yeah. They, they take advantage of the weak. And that's just it's so horrible. So when when you're faced, when you're contending with bullies um, and knowing that a lot of people like they glorify killers. And we are so adverse to that, that we take it to like an entirely different extreme. Do you know what I mean? Like that is yeah. the fuck that guy. He's a fucking bedwetter. He has no fucking yeah. empathy. He's he's like, he's like mentally and emotionally slow and people are writing them love letters in prison. And they're I like- giving him remember? Yes. I, I bristophilia. <laughs> I think that was it, wasn't it? We, we went over all the feelings last week during our yeah, yeah. podcast. Pop quiz. 
love it but they're, they're, they're really fucking honestly pieces of shit with mommy issues and all kinds of fucking things and half of them over half of them have low iqs mm-hmm. yeah they do they yeah. definitely all of them have low eq yeah every one of them. <laughs> the one that really blew my mind and i think we our our last one there was a glitch so we had to re-record but um there was a a, a specific serial killer that we talked about before and uh we were comparing i think it was gary ridgeway to ted bundy and i said that i thought it was wild that ted bundy was had a way high iq but he was like impulsive and reckless Mm -hmm. and then you had a guy like gary ridgeway who could barely pass senior his senior class in school and he was more successful because he had more street smarts versus his intellect. So it was like insane because people say stuff like, oh, well, they must have been a criminal mastermind. Half of them aren't. That's the point. They're not. Exactly. Dumb. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of it, too, is the ones that um, we can be unassuming around. You know, sometimes you ever watch, uh, not Devil's Advocate, what was it with um, Keanu Reeves? Help me out here. Oh, Devil's man. Advocate. Yeah, It was, it was. It's Devil's Advocate where he was, you know, explaining to him that, like, people see him coming, but they don't see him coming, the devil, because he fucks him sideways and then, then they realize who and what's up. And that's a lot of the case with these serial killers, too, is that because they're soft-spoken, timid, you know, pretentiously kind, unassuming motherfuckers, you don't see it coming. You no. know, you see, you see somebody with a high IQ normally, unless they have vaginas, you see them coming. <laughs> Yeah, that's deep. So, you know, you don't see him as a threat, basically. You know what I mean? So he just goes undercover. Yeah, yeah. look at Ted, look at Ted Bundy. He was he was a good looking man. If it was the 1970s or where whatever it was, I think he was killing in. I think it was the 70s, maybe. Um, Let's pretend for a second. I'm hitchhiking down the highway. I got to get somewhere. If he pulled up in that sweater looking the way he did and said, hey, do you need a ride? I would have never in a million years thought that man was a serial killer. I would have been like, wow, he's kind of good looking. Let me get into his car. You're like, hell yeah. I would have been dead. (laughs) Yeah. And it's crazy how a lot of them have luck, you know, based on like shitty police work or just straight up luck sometimes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's really that's another thing too it's easy for people to like look at what other people do in hindsight and tiffany and i can do that we do do that but uh, it's like you know as artists and all of us are tiffany is like a painter and a singer on and a jeweler on top of that she's not just like one type of artist and i mean not just like a painter on a canvas but she does like charcoal when i go to her house she does my makeup in ways i can't do it <laughs> you know she missed my calling yeah <laughs> yeah like it's it's amazing what she can do and so and you know and i do my multifaceted type of art and stuff too and so do you too we all kind of do because we rely on that as a means to kind of be sane as sane as we can possibly get it's mm-hmm. cathartic yeah. Yeah. um but when somebody else is looking at it or listening to what we do, like our podcast and stuff like that, it's easy to critique. It's easy to like look at something in hindsight rather than being behind the steering wheel and having to guide that ship, you know? And so we take that into account when we're like discussing like the investigators and the police work and so on and so forth. But there are things because her and I are both very scientific when we process things. Her, she is a fucking scientist. You know, she's like 75% scientist and 25% philosopher. And I'm like 75% philosopher and 25% scientist. And we always meet in that middle when we're discussing things. She pulls me more her way and I pull her more mine. And then we just lock on this algorithm. And there's no avoiding us going into the, well, this evidence wasn't properly fucking stored. Yeah. There should be a, there should be a protocol for this, 
and there's yeah. no avoiding it for us because that's how we process stuff you know yeah like the tiffany valiante case that was our first episode and it was like our most successful episode actually it had over uh, i think it has over 600 listens now just on that one episode we're talking like way after it premiered and it was like the episode wasn't that good because it was our first episode as far as like we went but with the research and everything that was on point and all the evidence that we had in that case and her case is still not solved and she was from May's Landing and mm. with that case like they really dropped the ball because they just didn't care yes. and they misproperly handed, handled all her all the evidence for the case like half of it was destroyed some of it was like just missing yeah yeah the bar is open <laughs> Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for happy hour news. And, and so, not only that, but like there, the witnesses were inconsistent. Like, as I recall, it was our first case. So it was a long time ago and I didn't do the case. Tiffany did. But I remember the conductor of the train having all kinds of different things to say. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they, they don't want to get in trouble. So they lied and they lied like on three separate occasions and then finally came out with the truth under oath. And I, I know why they lied. It was because they didn't want to get in trouble or sued, you know, for mm -hmm. not paying attention. But it, regardless, it didn't matter because that kind of screwed up the whole case, you know, fr from their dishonesty. It's a Allegedly. Shame, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> you know, you know, Chewy, a while ago, you and I had a conversation about murder she wrote, Jessica Fletcher, right? Yeah. And so T Tiffany hasn't, and her and I have discussed this before, she hasn't really watched it, which is amazing because I she watches a million times more things and she pop cultures me. She injects it into me as much as she can and as much as my friends can possibly do that. Her and Marshall probably do it the most. Like, you haven't fucking seen that? <laughs> I thought that way when she said that about that. But her and I are essentially doing that. You know, we're going through these murder scenes and we're learning about them, the psychology behind them and yeah. discussing, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out if they're really guilty or not. And then by the end, we're sitting there typing it in. <laughs> <laughs> we're writing our script. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what we do. But I, I never got into I never got into it because of uh, I, I guess when I was young, it's going to sound awful, but. I saw this older lady <laughs> and like, I was like, Oh, I don't want to see like some geriatric woman writing about murder. <laughs> and, and I, I just found that that to me that I was just bored with the whole concept before I even watched the show, but that was just because I was a kid when it came out and I didn't yeah. want to watch older people do things on television. See, it's cause that lady made it boring. You guys make it fun. You know, <laughs> what? you know, what? It boring? You see, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't boring. He's lying. But wow. <laughs> I think it's fucking amazing. Yeah. But I have I haven't watched it since I was really little. You know, um, after she passed away, which was like a, a, roughly a year ago, I watched Bed Knobs and Broomsticks for my first time since I was a kid. But I didn't oh, get into that. Yeah, I didn't get into the Jessica Fletcher thing. I do know this though. I loved old people when I was that age. I still do. <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. I my adopted mom, she's like forty five years older than me, and her mother, like, lived with us. I, she's my grandma Sally, and I used to follow her around like a lap dog because she was so fucking interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love old people, and when I was like sixteen, I paid my bills by working at a Shoney's, which was like in a retirement community. And I met so many old people there. I fell in love with them, and then they would die. Oh, oh my God. You know? 
that's that's the story of Florida. <laughs> uh, get to know them when they die. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, it's the Bright Hat Lady Club. Why are three of you guys missing? Fucking dear. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you know the, my my homie's grandma. Um, I'll never forget her. She always used to give me these candies, the little strawberries, in the wrapper that looks like a strawberry with the green on top. Yeah, and yeah, I never seen them at the store. Like, where does this she buy so them? Good. <laughs> they were the best. My grandma always had those. I don't know. She always had those in Werther's originals, which I think are like the go-to granny candy. Yes, like where do they <laughs> buy them? I don't know. I think the dollar store or something. <laughs> See, it's it's true too. Like Tiffany is is my favorite member of her family. But before she was my favorite, you know who my favorite was? Tiffany. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her. She was fucking Aww. amazing. <laughs> yeah, she loved a good ghost story. I'll tell you that. And she loved everything like cryptic and morbid. Oh, so right. she loved the paranormal. Yeah. She did. Her grand she was liberal, she was quick witted, she was unfiltered, and she was smart. Everything I love in an old lady. <laughs> oh. so. so I bet you have a lot of stories from her, huh? Oh yeah. She used to tell me all kinds of stuff, like um, ghost stories, and then we would talk about stuff that supposedly happened to our own family. And I love those stories. Yeah, like my mom told a story once about how she was almost murdered, and she got chased through the woods down in Wildwood when she was a kid, like she was like a teenager, and her car ran out of gas, and she was stuck in the Pine Barrens, and she didn't know what to do because she was partying. And she just like waited there and, and it was pitch black because that's how it is down there. No lights and you're in the middle of like nothing but wilderness, like woods, that's it. And um, she's sitting there, she says, and some man pulls up in a car and asks her if she needs help and she was afraid to get out of the car. So she just stayed in the car. But eventually she was like, well, I could either stay here all night. He's the first car I saw or get in the car and leave. So she decided to get in the car with the man and drive. And while they were driving, he tried to assault her, uh, sexually assault her. And so she like had one of the, you know, those little switchblades that you keep on your keychain. It's like keychain. a little, uh, not a switchblade. It's little, a little, little uh, knives. no. Is it, is it one of little cheapy box cutters that is, you push is it one of those like push blades it's about this high no, it's it's like a box cutter you yes. slide it up like yes. that so she slid it up and like fucking because she wouldn't let her out of the car so she fucking started slicing at him trying to get away and then he like got a hold of her box cutter cut her leg open and she like jumped out of the car while he was going about 30 35 miles an hour she rolled into the woods and allegedly ran through the woods for quite a while. Uh, he got out of the car and chased her for quite a while. And when she came back out on the road, she saw another car coming. And she said she jumped in the dude's car and it was some older, she said he kind of looked, he was a little older than her. He had like a big beard and like long hair. And she said he kind of looked like Jerry Garcia. <laughs> and she said he was all stoned and she got in his car and she was like, <laughs> Like, take me home, you know? And so he drove her home. And during the ride, he kept trying to calm her down. She's like, calm down, man. It's cool. Like, well, I'm going to get you home. Don't worry about it. Like, just calm down. And then he tried to offer her a joint, which I thought was funny. And That's she was, like, cool. covered in blood. Um, <laughs> never, because the guy was never caught. Damn. She never seen him again. See, you're great. Huh? She she was a she's a great escape artist. I'll give her that. That was that was a great escape. Yeah, she said she ran like a U in the woods. She like mm -hmm. ran into the woods instead of going straight. She like busted this way to come back around to the road again. You know what I think? One of the first things that you learn when you live in like a bad neighborhood is how to run. 
how to run like hell. I mean, of course, yeah. there's there's times you, you have to learn to fight. You know, you can't just run from everybody. But knowing how to run, you know, she just proved she knows how to drop, roll, get the fuck away and run, you know. Right. And that's, that, that's something I think that all of us who've had to live in the city have had to master. Like, oh, shit, I know that there's a cut in that fence. If I run behind that building, you have to know all the escape routes in your neighborhood too like when you walk into school you start memorizing shit like yeah i could hide behind that tree That's yeah right. i could jump up that <laughs> huh? and you're like don't jump through that fence they have a dog it will bite <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly though exactly and no climbing barbed wire fences <laughs> that fucking no. not unless you have like a, a leather jacket or something to throw over the barbed wire <laughs> Smart, smart. See, you guys, you guys been through it. So if you get chased yeah. by the woods, I'm pretty sure you guys will survive too. I don't know. My back is all messed up. I just don't know if I'm be able to run like that anymore. I'd be like, just kill me <laughs> for all that surviving. <laughs> We're broken. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just make it quick, please. Like, <laughs> I still, I still love climbing a lot. But Bart told me the other day, he's like, Wendy, one of these days you're going to be hanging off to something and your body's going to singe. I think the last thing I climbed was that um, it was just recently, too. What was it, Tiff? It was um, a crane. The crane was a crane. You climbed the crane? What the hell? You're crazy. (laughs) You know what it was? (laughs) Well, I mean, first of all, I like climbing. But the other reason is because it's a really sturdy climb. Oh. And I mean, the crane is so strong. You know that every pole that you're grabbing and they're V-shaped, making them super easy to climb. So when you get to the top, like where that was, you could see over the trees, oh. which was amazing. You know, New England trees are like really tall. So it is nice to be able to sit on top of a crane, overlook the trees, get that nice breeze, you know. Yeah, I know that sounds. It does sound crazy, but the view was amazing, and the climb was also very easy. Love it. I want to have lunch up there. Huh? <laughs> I want to have lunch up there with the view on the crane. Yeah. <laughs> probably could because you got a little bucket there. You could sit in it. Right? Is there Jimmy, a don't give thing? me ideas. <laughs> no, that's an excavator. I'm I'm thinking of an excavator. <laughs> oh yeah, huh? I'll steal that too. Yeah, the thing, yeah. Like, fuck it. Yeah. Excavators are awesome. Like a lot of fun. Yeah. They're, they're, don't jump off of it if you got a slip knot because then that's no. suicide. <laughs> no, no, I don't like I don't like the way excavators feel when you climb them, but I do like running an excavator. That is so much fun. Oh, I bet. I've posted videos of me making Karen stacks on my TikTok and my um Facebook. Have you guys noticed that? Right. I've seen it before, yeah. Nope. I get in those excavators and I start digging up rocks and fucking piling a whole bunch of Stephen King style Karen stacks like all over the property. That's <laughs> great. Every time I make one, I post it on Facebook or TikTok. I'm like, look, here's my new Karen stack. You're like, check it out, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I think it'd be fun to just like go on that thing and just go crazy. Um, like, yeah, yeah. What's that guy that did the kill dozer? He fucked. Oh him. yeah! Oh my god! That he killed, that? he rolled, he rolled the whole town down. <laughs> yeah, he like welded all kinds of metal on the fucking, yeah. and um, he put he put like AR fifteens on it and shit, and like yeah. and destroyed a whole bunch of buildings and cop shot at the cops. I think he you shot. Know why it all started? Oh, why did it start? It all started because he was pissed off at the guy who was in the neighboring building because he wouldn't let him use his his water. Oh yeah, I think it was his water or his bathroom or something like that or whatever. But it had something to do with water or plumbing, and he got pissed off at him. And then he wouldn't he wouldn't help me. Wouldn't like turn on the because I think the water valve was on his side of the property. Just to be a dick, he wouldn't help him. So the guy got more pissed off and more pissed off. And then when he he moved his shop, this other guy moved in to where his spot was. And 
the guy let him use his water. And so he was mad. He's like, he wouldn't let me use the water, but he's going to let the other guy who moved into my building use the water. What the fuck? So he starts plotting revenge, and then he, like, rents this warehouse and starts building this killdozer. And then he just fucking rolls the whole town down. He takes it to, like, City Hall and, like, rolls them down because they're all friends with each other, and he was mad. And he just went on a rampage, and I think he killed himself at the end, but I'm not I'm not quite sure, or that was his plan. I'm not, uh, but I'm not sure if he actually did die or not. Yeah, I think um, when the cops surrounded it, and like he had, he had no way out. You know what I mean? Like he's surrounded, and I think yeah. at that point he just blew his brains out. Yeah, I think so. He did a lot. That's a shame. Yeah, wow. That's I know you guys did an excellent job telling me that story because I had no no idea that that happened. Check out the video. I would have never heard it unless I heard it. I heard it on um another podcast. <laughs> I just see the cover it. Some people do an anniversary, so it'll be like on this day, kill dozer. And like I'm like, what the fuck? People celebrate that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean it's gotta be like a big yeah. thing because the whole town is flattened. You know what I mean? Like they must have like remember it's because i know some people died and mm-hmm. that's sad i think i think the guy watched godzilla too many times and wanted to <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's trying to sound a little teeny bit more sane by blaming it on that water situation but really he was like go go godzilla like he was <laughs> <said. laughs> well in the inside the the bulldozer he's playing uh, oh there goes tokyo <laughs> Probably. <laughs> exactly, though. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he's got, he he's was got the player on there playing Angel of Death. Yes. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> the he's taking out some sick heavy metal fantasy on a machine. Well, if Chewy, if, if you had a Killdozer, what would what song would you play in the Killdozer while you're wrecking the town? Mm, good, good question. question. Maybe Ramstein, Firefray. Yeah, Ramstein's a bitch voice. <laughs> what about you, Wendy? That's, I'm, I'm picturing that, Chewy. That's really good. <laughs> um, let, me, let me think. I could go any way with it. I know normally I would use like heavy metal for explosives and stuff. Um, but knocking something down with a large tinker toy, maybe something more fun, you know, like Beastie Boys or something. Yeah. <laughs> or- <laughs> It's a sabotage. <laughs> why, why is she listening to Slayer while she's vacuuming the floor? <laughs> but listening to Beastie Boys while she's annihilating a fucking town. What about you, Tiff? Oh, man. Yeah. It would have to be some kind of EDM. So I'm thinking probably like, a, oh, shoot, like, like, uh, What's that song? There, there's this one song I really like, and it's by Skrillex, and he's got Damian Marley on there. Oh, they're really good. Oh, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like an EDM version of reggae. Oh, and it's a hard song, and it's it like goes hard too. And I think it's called. It was actually in the Far Cry Five game, I think, or Far Cry. No, not Five. Far Cry Three game. I love that game. That's when you're in the jungle. Yeah, it's that one. Remember where you have to blow down the, you have to not blow them down, but you got to light them all on fire at a pot, pot farm. Yeah, that's the song that's playing. That would be my killdoze. Look that up, but that sounds fucking lit. Yeah, See, yours is kind of scary. <laughs> mine, mine is kind of funny, and I think that Tiffany's is kind of sexy. Can you see that? She's killing a sound. I would feel so sexually confused. <laughs> well, I'm scared and aroused at the same time. It's like, what is this hot chick listening to sexy music killing people doing? <laughs> Good idea, Tiff. Well, we're talking about war machines, so we might as well go there. <laughs> Um, you know, something that the offspring and I do, which is a lot of fun, is we'll see clips of movies and we'll use another phone to like put music in the background. And the other day, well, not the other day, but like a couple of months ago, she showed me this Monster High video. It's like, 
a dope cartoon based on the cooler version of Barbie that we never got to play with, but we would have if they were around when we were kids, for sure. They're vampires, werewolves. It's fucking awesome. Anyway, <clears throat> she's playing it for me, and I put uh, Fuck the Police on in the background. And, <laughs> and it, like, lined up so perfectly. I was like, why is this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my friends used to get stoned and do that, play music and watch a movie. And yeah, like... like- like Pink Floyd backwards with the first, no, what was it? Pay play, playing Pink Floyd with uh, what was that movie? Um, we're not in Kansas anymore. The Wizard of Oz. Oh, oh Wizard shit. Of Oz. yeah, yeah. Sounds- remember that one? You would like play the Wizard of Oz. I think it was backwards or something. Or no, or would you play Pink Floyd backwards and then watch the Wizard of Oz forwards? Hmm. That's fucking nuts. I don't know, but I think it was like the whole Dark Side of the Moon album, like supposedly sunk up. I was gonna say which the... album was it? I was trying. Yeah, to... I think it was the Dark Side of the Moon, and it supposedly sunk up to to the movies, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We we've done all kinds of shit. Like you know, um, you ever played Doctor Mario when we were like kids? Doctor Mario, what? Yeah. What yeah, was that? Your played... weird, creepy uncle? <laughs> <laughs> Doctor uh, so Mario. Doctor Mario. <laughs> Dr. Mario was like a, a Nintendo 64 game that us little kids used to play. And you'd play like Nine Inch Nails Pretty Hate Machine in the background while the little monsters on there are dancing. And we're like, holy shit, man, you see how that lines up? What the fuck? It could be a music video. <laughs> was that a movie or game. a game? Okay. Yeah. I never played that one. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of like games that we've done that with and movies. You ever see the movie 18th Angel, that horror movie? Uh-oh. No. So there's this creepy scene where this chick, she like jumps off out of a window and she lands on a car and her face smacks against a windshield. So I played that in slow motion, listening to Crisis, like in the background. That's which crazy. Was, Yes, going back into the window after she fell, it was <laughs> that's fucking cool. yeah that was a good one you know besides yeah. podcasting what have you guys been up to i know you guys got a lot going on hmm. well i've been just kind of painting and painting taking care of all the, the media websites working because like wendy said earlier i'm a jeweler so i i work a lot <laughs> editing and then she does a lot more than I do. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's fair to say I do more than Tiff because she's a beast. You know, um, she reads a lot. She works a lot. She takes care of animals and she takes care of her grandfather. She's always looking out for her crazy friends. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and you know, she's a good daughter, too, you know. And so, like, those are all full-time things if you do them right. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as an artist, like, Tiffany and I are are very much the same in the music and the culinary arts, like, making food to the people that we love and stuff like that. We're lucky that some of the stuff that we do for other people includes us being able to be creative, you know? Um, And then, we, you know, she does recipes, teaches me, vice versa. So, like, while we're doing it, we also, you know, create a healthy dialogue, too. So she does all that. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and she's still a puppy, and she's a super good dog mom. And it's like having a toddler. <laughs> oh, my dog? Yeah, she's. I have a corgi, and she's a hot mess, that dog. She don't stop moving at all. Uh-oh. She's always hyper and playful. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, she jumps all over my face. She's, like, hopping all over me, getting into stuff, eating everything. She almost ate my, my grandfather's heart medication. I oh. had to, like... God. reach down her throat and rip it out and then i was like jamming my fingers down there making her throw up and i'm like oh my god like this is the kind of stuff that happens all the time now <laughs> my god yeah it's crazy so <clears throat> in my world um i'm actually in my hamster wheel right now the universe of every religion and none written by roderick edwards narrated by john ashton nickerson Roderick Edwards is the author of books as varied as a fictional account of a person living in a deserted world to an autobiography about his adoption and reunion to this book about the universe. Find out more 
at RoderickE.com. Back here, the screen, <laughs> the screen, it turns into a green screen and I'm putting soundproof around here, behind here. On the ground here is nine by six yoga mats for stretching, dancing, turning this into whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, and over here, you know, I do my recording, video editing, sound editing, and all that stuff from like, hold on, <laughs> from like here to here. And then I have this crazy desk, as you see right here, which is on a tripod and has a phone holder and I'm reading, writing, doing paperwork. I have a stack here of, of business shit that I'm that I'm working on. And um yeah. And Tiffany knows all of it. Um oh, yeah. all that. we're all going through it. Man. Yeah, I wanna mention the three books though before we okay, stop. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Um that's okay because it's important. So I'm writing the sequel for the first book that you guys have. And I'm writing a Sage, yeah. The second one is Lily. And we covered this last time. Um, but the, the Ascension series is a four-part series. <clears throat> and I have the bullets for all three that um proceed after the first one, which is Sage. Sage is you know, sex to love, you know, it starts at the Kundalini and it like works its way up to, you know, each chakra represents a few chapters. And by the time you get to the heart, it's, it's so transcendent that it's like you're in Egypt 5,000 years ago, you're in an objective point of view, as opposed to the narrating point of view that all the rest of the book is. Um, and it's fire. That's the element of it. And sex works great with fire and passion and they're you know so sage burning that's that's what it is on the cover and the sacred flower of life to represent the femininity aspects of it and it's from sex to love that's the evolution process and so after doing that i wanted to do one called lily and that one is based on water and um the ascension is from chaos to peace and if you think about like aphrodite you know arising from sea foam and chaos when you think of the ocean you know you think of that profound chaotic power and magnetism so lily hence water lily um you know like burning sage water lily and my sister's name which she's a water sign and she has blue eyes, which is the color of water. So it really works out very perfect. And in the first one, I did a lot of gold and fiery colors. And Egyptology has a lot of that. And Greek mythology has a lot of that. The Bible does too, it has everything. Um, but this one's gonna be more like Celtic, centered around islands and things like that. So like the ascension process isn't gonna be the, that pagan version that I used from sex to love it'll be more um probably more european side of the mediterranean and in the celtic islands and stuff like that so i'm studying all that stuff too like all the celtic mythology i have to brush up on it um i want to know more about the oceans you know i want to just write about water but i kind of want to know and i have a friend um of my daughter's who studies that for a living and i'm um, you know her and i are going to I'm going to see if she wants to converse about, you know, some of those things and just kind of immerse myself in that while I'm writing the podcast scripts and while I'm doing the book that I'm working with with Stephanie, which is she shows, she does paintings and then I write stories to go with the paintings too. Damn. So, and the shadow work book, which Tiffany is helping me and my friends are helping me through this. I can't tell you how much she's helped. That's another thing she should be getting paid for. <laughs> right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we, do our, we do a lot of our shadow work together, though. You know, we discuss it, like, as we're going through it. And sometimes it's unwittingly, like, we'll just find ourselves in this test. 
and that's part of it. And so yeah. like, how can we spiritually, comedically and methodically get through this? Make sense? I love that. I love that. Thank that's, God. That's so <laughs> you guys, by the way. Huh? That's so you guys, by the way. Um, I just love the way uh, your perspective in life. Very, um, very smart, but very empathetic, like. But, you know, you guys are gangsters as fuck, too, you know? Love that. We're like spiritual gangsters, you know? Yeah, it's real. <laughs> and, yeah, but all those little things, you know? But so are you, Chewy. Yeah. You know? Like, you so use comedy to get yourself and your friends through, like, everything. Yeah. That's a superpower. It is. I'll be yeah. the guy cracking jokes when I'm not supposed to. <laughs> I know. We do, too. <laughs> For real. So oh. you've got the cool, you've got the coolest platform ever because it, having comedy is a superpower, you know. You get to be yes. as dark as you want to do the brightest light work ever. It's like one of the biggest paradoxes ever. Yeah. You know that's true. Um, it's like a pass sometimes because like I've had friends they're like at a party and they joke about something. People are like, "Bro, that's not cool. You shouldn't joke about that." And they're like, "Well, Chewy jokes about that," and they're like, "Yeah, but that's Chewy." <laughs> Like, yeah it's, it's like i get that. sorry <laughs> i like that same feeling when you're writing fiction because no matter what you can put like a whole bunch of truth in there but if you fuck up you can be like oh well <laughs> it's a fucking yeah. fiction <laughs> i'll do that in, in high school when i ask a girl out and then she says no i'll be like i was just kidding just kidding <laughs> I mean it. Like, ah, jokes on you. <laughs> but um, man, you guys are great. And then, so for your books as well, uh, roguepoet.com? Um, it's roguepoet.net. Um, and also, if you click on there, the podcast is on there too now because. Oh, nice. You know, my, my book is old news. The sequel is on its way. And so the more imminent thing right now is what tiffany and i are working on sweet so and then uh, i just wanted to say i love how you do like on your books like do the egyptian um mythology and a little bit of greek mythology too as well right um mm -hmm. i love that kind of stuff and you're very good at explaining things and like it really helped me it, it got my attention it helped me deep dive And like, I'm not much of a reader, but your book got me hooked. You know what I mean? Thank And you. I, I appreciate, I really am thankful. Like when I hear that, because sometimes I wonder, you know, like I just write, I write from my heart, you know, and I edit it a couple of times and I shove it out there and get pa I panic at the prospect reading it again, <laughs> you know, because I, yeah. if I do like, if I know, yeah. So it's um it's hard once a book is out there in the world and it's the same with like our podcast when people are listening and but at the same time it's like most of the people who critique and they do it in like a cruel way they're unevolved and like 98% of them don't do shit except critique what other people are trying to do but they don't do shit themselves Thanks. if they did shit why are they shitting on people can right. you explain that they're jokes yeah. it, it's maybe. like you got huh maybe but we are fans our listeners are very very amazing like that yes. we don't really have too much of that on our, uh -uh. On you our know page. what yeah I, i was gonna say my readers and our listeners have all been awesome Yeah, like I haven't like, really had many negative things. I mean, we had a spout with like dirty men, but like, yeah. Aside from that, like we really haven't had any bad feedback where people were like, "It's awful, your podcast sucks." You know what I mean? Most people are like, "It's great," and I'm actually really impressed, and and it makes me feel good because we put a lot of work into our episodes, you know. And so we've been reading them out online, like when people leave us a five star review, so. If you do happen to check this podcast out, anybody who's watching and you want to leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the podcast. Love yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, the and this is true for like to, like all facets of art, you know, that 
dirty old men make up the majority of the trolls that we deal with like we've had i've had no problems we've had no problems with women like whatsoever not like once um we have had no problem we've had no problems with any smart men you know like ones that kind of look past the the we, everyone has bait whether they're, they're like using uh you know an attractive sound or picture or video or something that just clicks with people it doesn't have to be, be it can be ugly it can be funny it can be whatever you know and whatever clicks with somebody seems to be their first go-to um and so if they, you know, they think we're pretty or interesting or funny or crafty or weird or quirky or whatever the fuck it is that like connects us to other people. We hope it's those things, you know, and sometimes instead we get the ones that we in on not on purpose, um, we intimidate or sexually frustrate or in some way they feel entitled to more than what we're giving which we're given next to nothing because it's a murder podcast so when we post <laughs> pictures it's usually of murders and yeah. once in a while we'll post a picture of ourselves but they're mm -hmm. not like lucrative or not nope. lucrative <laughs> they're not lewd <laughs> I, I know, wish they would be lucrative because then maybe we'd make some cash but <laughs> that's not what we're going for no <laughs> It, it's it's like you know okay for women to embrace their feminism and and to feel good and sexy and confident about themselves and and there's no harm in men acknowledging that and respecting it mm -hmm. you know but when they get to a point where they feel like they're entitled to more like i'm already giving enough of myself i'm giving you know, and we all are, Chewy, Tiffany, myself, we're all giving parts of ourselves to this world, you know, and when somebody's like, well, what you're giving isn't enough because my entitled self feels like I deserve more or fuck you mentality, you've got to just be like, okay, they're fucking, you know? Yep. Yeah. I have humility. I really, truly do. But when it gets to that fucking level of stupidity, I don't have time for that shit anymore. Yeah. No, I just hit the block button. I just block them off the page. <laughs> you want to join the list? Block yeah. Me. I'm like, you want to join the block party? Yeah. <laughs> we are so not allowed to like sexy. <laughs> You're not allowed to be sexy. Hold on. Hold on while I send you a dick pic to objectify you, you fucking <laughs> <laughs> bitch <laughs> weird ass motherfuckers out there there are man you gotta, you gotta wonder what's going on in some people's heads you know yeah, that's, it comes with the territory though anybody who does a podcast you're and when you're out you're out there in the public eye like that and we're not really in the public eye we're not we're not anybody really i mean we're pretty humble that way but we're still in the public eye we're all over the internet so like it's easy for people to think that they're entitled to more because they listen to what we talk about and they're hearing about some of our personal experiences and then they see our pictures and they feel like they know us in some way and they don't. And so I have no problems locking people on there. So you can't really know somebody like, and, and this is, you know, my better half is like really amazing when it comes to knowing about other artists. Like he really cares about the artists a lot and I respect them so much for that, but I care about the art more than the artist in a lot of cases. And if I get to know the artist personally, I feel, and I'm, Tashan said I'm an art junkie. Like I become obsessed with artists. I meet somebody, I meet somebody with artistic talent and I'm like, they're so dreamy, like no matter what. <laughs> Like I walk in when I, you know, went to Tiffany's house and I was like, did she paint Salvador Dali's metamorphosis of narcissists? Did she actually, that's it. <laughs> I'm a smitten kitten. <laughs> We're going to be friends forever. <laughs> you know, in, but when we're online, there's that like ability where we can cultivate 
you know, like yeah. on our feet. Like when I go to Chewy's Facebook or Tiffany's or you guys come to mine, it's like we're all sitting at a table. And, <laughs> and some people we know sitting there with us and then some assholes will sit at the table and the three of us will be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you think you're going to do? She's <laughs> taken, okay? <laughs> no racists are allowed to sit there, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And um, we do we do it on each other's pages too. You ever notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, man, you guys are amazing. Um, keep kicking ass. Keep them episodes coming. Keep them books coming. Uh, roguepoet.net. Uh, where can they find your podcast? Um, oh, it's our podcast. I'm oh, sorry. Our podcast is at um, rogueandwicked.buzzsprout.com, or you can find on any major podcast platform like Stitcher, Audible, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Audible, and many, many more. <laughs> Sweet. And then, you too, Chewy, man. Keep, keep doing your light work, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> keep rocking them comedy podcasts because I love that shit. Appreciate it. Appreciate the support. And um yeah. and thank you for the memes. Your memes make life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been <laughs> <laughs> memes, some of your memes get me through the day, Chewy. For real. I mean that. Okay, but and back, you know, back at you, like someone it's like you always message me like when you know I'm having a tough time sometimes. It's like you know, and you're like, here's a meme. I'm like, what how'd you know? How'd you know I needed that? <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to start sending you some of mine now that I know that you're in the dark humor. Yeah. Oh, she, you guys, sometimes I'll be honest, I steal yours from each other and send them to each other. So you've already received each other's shit. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Especially videos. Because uh, Tiffany and I, we send each other more videos than we do memes. Yeah. Um, yeah my little yeah. My little sister, she's got the blackest humor of us all, and she sends me shit that I'm like, <laughs> I'll look at it and be like, Lil, I feel so guilty for laughing about this right now. <laughs> I think I'll the best one I sent. Huh? I think the best one that I sent you, Wendy, was the one where the guy like walks into the other room and he goes over to his grandma's oxygen machine and he farts into it. <laughs> oh, I seen that one. <laughs> See, see, I probably sent it to him from you. That's how yeah, I do. No, probably, yeah. <laughs> Love it. And um, yeah, you guys will be getting more memes right now. Sharing is sharing. Yeah, sharing every is... day there's more. So and, it's um, endless. You know, it's Chewie sends me the worst shit on Snapchat because he knows if unless I screenshot it, it's gonna go away. It's so bad. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Like, you it's time true. Me. <laughs> I'm like he's not sending this one on text. It's gonna be really fucking good. <laughs> you know the drill. You know the drill. I do. I do. He didn't even tell me what the drill was. It was just that really fucked up meme that one time. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. No, I'm <laughs> Should I open it? <laughs> Bless you, Chewy. <laughs> appreciate it, guys. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on the show, and um, keep kicking ass. All right. Thanks we Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, 
you know if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase just let me know and i'll add it on and uh, yeah you'll be rocking styling social media don't forget to follow me on there on facebook screaming chewy show i like to share memes just make up stupid shit share my episodes on there and just whatever um check out my youtube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just check out my YouTube and uh, Twitter. It's at Ch- Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should change it to that. But for now, it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. See you next week. Peace.